Welcome back to another episode of Karma's Crew Podcast. I come to you with joy. I come to you with happiness. Myself, David Lighty, Aaron Kraft, Adam Jardy, and Jared Sellinger. Uh, just shouting out our Buckeyes, man, on a, on a hell of a season. Finishing up strong. You know, it, it didn't go the way that we, we wanted it to, but I, I'm happy with the finish. But anyways... Uh, appreciate everybody over at New Amendment for making this possible. Y'all rocking with us all season long on this new journey that we've taken. And, uh, I mean, it's been fun, man. I, I really didn't see myself as a podcaster, but I will say <laughs> I enjoyed uh, looking at you guys weekly and discussing our Buckeyes, you know, the love we have, you know, for Buckeye Nation and Buckeye basketball. So, I mean, I, I'll let each one of you guys give a little uh, viewpoint of, of what you thought. Uh this past uh, week and, and how they finished up at the Big Ten tournament. Uh, I start with Adam because you were there for the longest, so you got all the details and the ins and outs of the the great run. I would say they had. Yeah, it honestly it reminded me really of like what it was like covering you guys because oh oh that's it's high been up. a while. Okay. Well, it's it's been a while since Ohio State's not only put together a run but has done put together a run when there's been fans. Because, you know, they almost won it in 2011, but that was in Lucas Oil, and there were a couple a couple hundred fans there. It was not the same experience. But to to be there in Chicago and to be covering a team that's putting together a run by playing its best, most exciting basketball at, like, the most important time, like, it was just a – it was a lot of fun to be there as an mm-hmm. objective reporter just writing about all this stuff after such a difficult season. And I thought, like, we were talking earlier – if they'd have played that Purdue game like two days later, if that had been just a normal Purdue game, I feel like the way they were playing down that stretch, like they, I feel like they win that game. Honestly, mm-hmm. the way they were playing and the confidence they were playing with, um, you know, it was just, it was a real joy to get to write about a run like that after what had been such a dismal mm-hmm. season for long stretches. And just to see like the joy on guys' faces and to, you know, just the guys cracking jokes in press conferences. Like I hadn't seen that since, I don't know. It was December. Yeah. Like, Back to them. It was just a, it was <laughs> totally different vibe. And you could just feel you could see it on the court. You could feel it in the interviews. It just was a different vibe and it was a very positive way to end the year. Uh, I thought it winning helps, man. Yeah, I thought it was fun to watch, man. Honestly. And you can tell our freshmen still had AAU legs um going through the, <laughs> the whole situation. So um, I mean, we, of course, we ran out of gas playing the first day of the Big Ten tournament and trying to win the whole thing. Um, you got to give those guys credit. They didn't quit. They could have easily just, you know, hung their hat and just called it a day. They didn't quit. I thought we played some of the best basketball we played all year. And, um, you know, I got to give my big man, Felix Alpara, his his credit, man. He he really changed. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He really changed our, our, our season at, towards the end just because he was playing with confidence. He was playing without fouling. He was changing shots at the rim. He was rebounding, uh, defending like he normally does. But the thing that made him so great for us is he was a live threat. So every time he rolled, yeah. you know, he had people tagging him. We was able to kick it out. That's why we had so many more assists um, more because space. I thought he was he. We had more space um, on the perimeter with Felix diving. So you got you got to give Felix his credit, man. You you saw him, and I say this all the time about Bryce. I say it about Bruce. I say about you know Roddy. We we watched them grow up. Felix in the Big Ten tournament, I thought he really grew up and learned how to play basketball the right way, and he helped the whole team out. So I got to give Felix his credit. I definitely agree with that one. Yeah, man. 
I, I you know, it, it was just amazing. It's amazing the how the group chats go after <laughs> that last week. You know, like the num- number of my friends are like, man, this is just fun to watch. You know, and and the biggest thing they were commenting on were effort and they were playing with a little confidence. You know, a little swag. And I think you saw that, like you said, Adam. Like they just, I just think they started believing again. Um, and one of the greatest things to see was how enjoyable it was for each player to be be happy for another guy. Like, you know, Roddy obviously like came out of his shell like mm-hmm. crazy and everyone's hyping him up and we haven't given him the ball at the end of the game ever. Yeah. And we're, nobody's <laughs> questioning. It's like, all right, let's give it to Roddy. Let him go to work. And and he came through for us, you know, and obviously Bruce played well. And I think something we haven't touched on, you know, Bryce they didn't play, play yeah, but the one game. for two games, you know, so, um, and they still found a way, you know, I think that's what makes a really good basketball team is figuring out, okay, next guy up. How can we keep this thing rolling? Um, and I think it, they played well enough to, for them to get a taste of what it's really supposed to be like. You know, what, what is good basketball like? What is playing well in the Big Ten look like? And that's only going to help us, you know, hopefully it fuels them throughout the offseason and then builds right into next year because, um, man, that was fun to watch. And now it's got me excited to see where, where we can go. Man. <laughs> I think that's not, the main thing sure. for sure. I can't remember if it was Painter or Izzo that said this after the after the game, but they said that the way that Ohio State was playing in the Big Ten tournament, they said that that in itself was obviously very impressive. But the fact that uh, after losing nine straight and fourteen of fifteen, the fact that this team rallied late in the season when there's nothing to play for and yeah. won one, two of three, and really gave Michigan State a run on Senior Day at Michigan State, they said that you know obviously the Big Ten tournament was an impressive result for them, but the fact that with nothing to play for, these guys banded together and and ended the season the way they did before they even got to the postseason. I just thought that was a really interesting point, something I hadn't even really considered, but um, kind of goes along with what we're saying about playing really good basketball late and figuring it out. Late. We learned how to win, man. Honestly, that that's the crazy part is the Michigan State game. They went on that run in the second half, and the old us would have yeah. crumbled and just let Michigan yeah. State take the game. We found a way how to uh, the, the manage the run, weather the storm, and we found a way how to win. And I thought that's just the result of all those games we was losing. And you saw people like Bruce. Even, I mean, Justice even played well um, in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, but, like, yeah. we found Great. a way to win. And I thought that that's going to carry over the next season is learning how to win games the right way. And I thought we did that in the Big Ten tournament. Oh, for me, it's just – they they were the team that we thought they were going to be, you know, all season long. At the beginning of the podcast, we all say, you know, it's a new group. They might struggle in the beginning a little bit, but, you know, the, the preseason and uh, the pre-Big Ten season is going to get us ready for the Big Ten. And then they would make their run towards the Big Ten tournament. And, I mean, we predicted that to be true. They, they made their run in the Big Ten tournament. But – for some reason, we're, we're just going to forget about January and February where the team just went into shambles. But Man. this is the team that we expected. Like, literally, the last two weeks, this is the team that we expected. For some reason, they found their mojo uh, when it was too late. But it's just great. And I think Kraft pretty much uh, touched on it that, you know, they got to use this to to have fuel going into the offseason and, and knowing, you know, what they're capable of when everybody's playing at a great level. Everybody's contributing to the win. And everybody has their own role and, you know, striving to be the best in it. You know, great things are going to come for the team. So I'm just happy that they 
figured that out towards the end of the season at least and didn't just, you know, dismantle and everybody just packed it up and went home. But we can talk about a little X's and O's on, on some of these games. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start off with the Wisconsin one, of course, because we, we started off great. And I think that set the tone for the rest of the Big Ten tournament. You know, the first half was some of the best basketball, you know, they've had all year on the offensive end and the defensive end holding them to, you know, under 20 points to, to start the game. You know, it was amazing. So, Craig, uh, you're the defensive guy. I'll, I'll let you go ahead and start that off on, on the thoughts of the game. And you, no, yeah, you're right. You know, I think um, we're touched on all of it. We didn't play perfect by any stretch, but I think we were playing hard and we were playing um, with a chip on our shoulder. And I think that showed every game. Honestly, I think my favorite game, Sully touched on it, was the Michigan State game because for all the reasons that he said, I thought – having played two games, we would come out pretty hot and Michigan state having not played yet. There's always that chance of them coming out a little slow. And I think that that happened. Um, but then they got their feet under them and they're a, a team that was obviously playing great and had been shooting the ball, like insanely mm. well coming into it. Yeah. Um, and they went on that run, uh, but we did a great job of playing defense. You know, we, we held them to a extremely low percentage, the lowest percentage they've had in a while. Um, and obviously that helps. And then we found a way in the last four to five minutes to just get, keep moving forward. And um, it was just fun to see them having fun. I think the fans started getting into it too throughout the weekend, which they were feeding off of, which was, was fun to see. Like I was, I was loving ter- having the game on. Owen was, you know, getting into it too. So nah, that's real. <laughs> um, it was just a, it was just a great, you know, great. I'm glad we played on Wednesday. Cause we got to see, as many games as possible that we could watch, you know, and you never knew you were like kind of excited for the next one. Um, we just kind of ran out of gas against Purdue, but those first man, those first 10 to 12 minutes, of that Purdue game, we were, we were playing, man. We were, we were hooping, we were making the right play, we were making the right read, hitting big shots. Um, Last three minutes. The, the thing, I think the thing, the thing that hurt us a, a little bit in that game, Felix got his first foul at like half court trying to get a steal yeah. on, yep. on Edie. And then he picked up a second one quick. That was kind of like where you expect him to. But that first one was kind of like, we don't need that. We got no one. We have no one else right. that can guard him down there. We need you in the game. Um, I think that was a little turning point for us in that game. But overall, super happy with with how they did. I wanted him to come up with that steal, and we'd have the Felix Akpara fast break. Like I really <laughs> wanted to see if he got the ball there. Like oh, no. I wanted to see how that was going to play out because that was going to be an unbelievable moment. Like Dallas Lauderdale, the wrong hand. Dallas Lauderdale versus North Carolina, Madison Square Garden. We're making a run, you guys. If you ever see Et, ask Et about this one. Dallas gets the steal <laughs> at half court. Evans wide open under the basket. And Dallas trying to make some in and out moves, get pickpocketed. They throw it down. I think John Henson gets a dunk, and it's like game is over. All you see is Evan in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think uh, Felix could have did a little better, but that just all oh, that flashback just got me. Oh my goodness, craziness! Oh, that was a funny one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, never fails. You bring, they break y'all bring that up once a year, man. Once a year, y'all and always bring it up. To. You have to. So that's that's PTSD so with that one. I'm sorry that that one touched that triggered me a little bit, but it, it's all right. It, it, it happens. He got he got a foul. That's that's probably better than the dog. So man, listen, Felix. But you know, to bring it back, like Felix, I thought you know 
like we said, we touched on it earlier. He played well. He played well. And, and, you know, it was just a freshman mistake. When you're playing that hard, sometimes you don't use your brain. Yeah. And uh, yeah. in that situation, he didn't. He, he has to know the situation where we really needed to count, it on, count on him for the whole 40 minutes to guard Edie. Like, it was just him. And he has to understand that going – well, I won't say going forward because we get Zed back. But, uh, you know, but now – I think he kind of eats into those minutes to Zed. I think, you know, I think he should be a starter. Same thing that Williams and Zed and uh, Zach Eady did last year. Um, they reversed roles and, and Williams came off the bench and, and Eady was the starter. I just think, you know, with Felix, with that group, he brings more of a dynamic for us on the offense and yeah. for our guards. You know, Zed's a, a post-up guy. Um, he's a duck-in guy. But when we got Felix out there, he sprints into the pick and rolls. He dives. He he giving us lobs. And now you know the weak side's crashing in. We got weak side kicks. And now we're we're now the ball is moving. Yeah. Now we're we're attacking closeouts. I just think with with Felix, we attack closeouts a little bit better with Zed because we play a little bit slower with Zed. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do next year. And I'm just happy that the guys was able to play. I mean, we saw Roddy, like Kraft said, come out of shell. We're giving the ball to Roddy at the end of the game. You know, Bryce in, in the games that he played, Bryce was Bryce. You, then you saw Bruce. You saw you saw the combination of being a point guard and a scoring guard with, with Bruce. And he yeah. played really, really well. So, I mean, our freshmen, we say this all the time, grew up right before our eyes. But this Big Ten tournament really showed our, our future. It was pretty cool with Roddy. I was looking at it. He had made 12 three-pointers all season, and he wow. missed his first one. He missed his first one in the Big Ten tournament, and then he missed his last one. Um, I think it was second half against Purdue. And in between, he made nine straight. I was like, that's just an unbelievable run. Yeah, five of those were in one spot. About cooking on that wing. Same for yeah. your yeah. five. Yeah. <laughs> like, that what are you doing? Yeah. Yes. Painter was hurt. Yeah, for sure. and yeah I was just – it, it just you could see like I would say at least three of those ones that he hit against Purdue they were good before he let go hmm. like where I was sitting like you could just see it and you guys know what this is like I don't but when like you're in a zone like that it's a, it's evident and they knew if they got him the ball that it was going down like there was you could see that just two rows from the court where I was sitting like it was that pretty evident too. <laughs> you see his he face sure on did. a couple of the closeouts yeah like, uh, yeah you're late. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a bucket for sure. I I do think it's interesting too, uh, Sully. You were just saying like you know Akpara and Zed and the difference between the offense with those two guys because it's I I was thinking about this how until Zed got hurt, this was the number one offense in the nation, and then he got hurt mm-hmm. and then everything went you know fell apart from there, and it's going to be a fascinating like decision going forward because Felix clearly showed enough to be a starter. Yeah. But then also I think those first like I think what what does what was that like 14 games 13 games whatever that was like Zed showed it too just in a different way. Yeah. And I don't I don't you know do, do you play him 20 minutes and swap one for the other? Do you I don't know that they can play together. I know they want to play them together. I have a hard time envisioning that, but yeah. like that's low key going to be a fascinating development for this team going forward because they both have clearly shown they can be the dude that's a good one. I mean, you you bring up that point. I mean, how how I would see it is, it just makes your team that much more dangerous. You know, yeah. yeah. D- depending on what team you're playing, you know, 
maybe one's going to get this many minutes and one's going to get this many minutes. But as long as they're selfless and, and play for the team, they're going to know, you go. like, yeah, you know, point. this game is going to be my game. You know, maybe this game is going to be Zed's game. They got a smaller defender. He can post up more. So I think that gives us a, a better uh, offense of, of scheme and game plans that, that we can make. And literally the other teams are going to have to adjust to us instead of us worrying about you know, what to do and what try to figure out as long as we let them both be themselves and be great. And I think it's it's better, you know, mm. for Ohio State Buckeyes always for sure. So well, we'll see how it goes, but it's definitely mm. going to be uh, Interesting. some decisions being made. <laughs> this, this um, Before we move on, I feel like we, we, need, we need to give Justice a shout out because I feel like all year he's been – the guy that's been the, the fall guy, you know, he's been the guy that's, you know, he's the senior. He needs to do this. He needs to do that. Um, and obviously when we were struggling, he was the first guy everyone was kind of, we were on. Um, but I feel like he showed a lot this week. You know, he, he came out, he played well, as you guys always say, you know, he was aggressive. He made some shots, I think, which helps, you know, from a mentality standpoint, but overall I feel like he was, he played really well and he showed, that leadership and that effort that we were kind of expecting from him all year. So I thought that was really great to see from a guy that, you know, like him and Sean, what are they playing for at this point? You know, they're playing to make the tournament, but chances of that happening were pretty slim, but they came in with the right mentality and we're getting after it. So they deserve to be, you know, recognized and shouted out uh, for, for the effort. they No, for sure. Grass. That's definitely a great one for sure. You, you gotta you gotta clap it up to Justice. And and I think the thing about Justice that made him so great was his aggressiveness. I mean, that that was aggressiveness that we saw in the Big Ten tournament, we wanted to see all year. And he played great, um, sharing the ball, creating for others. Uh he was getting into the lane, he was knocking down his three point shot. And I just yeah. felt like he was sh- he was shooting like, you know, there was no pressure. Uh in yeah. all yeah. honesty, like, you know, when he was open, he was just letting it go. And and if he could play like that at the beginning of the year, I know there's a lot of pressure at the beginning of the year, but like if he could have just played like that all year, I mean, you're talking about a different team. We possibly be in the NIT, possibly be in the NCAA tournament. I mean, there's about four. They'd be in the tournament. Yeah, there's about yeah. four. Yeah, I mean, you think about where this team finished, like in all the metrics and rankings and things, like, you know, yeah, this team finishes three games under 500, but like flip two of those games and this team's one game above 500 and they're, they're in. I mean, the numbers, the metrics have them high enough. I think that they're probably in, which is an absolutely bonkers thing to say, given what we what we watched this year. But yeah, and to to, to add on with with justice real quick, like I was impressed, like defensively, like he drew some assignments there in those games where he was guarding like Murray or uh, you know he pick pick a long athletic wing that it was normally torching Ohio State this season. There was, and I, I, I want to say it was the Michigan State Hauser. game. There was a play. They had the ball. Yeah, Hauser. Mm-hmm. There was a play. They had the ball in, like, the left baseline area, and the guy tried to make a cut to, like, the to the to the key, and Justice cut him off. And the ball – the guy had to, had, you know, had to turn back, and he picked up his dribble, and it, it resulted in, like, a forced three, like, at the buzzer that didn't go in. And it was just one very small defensive play that, like, was not being made a month ago. Yeah. And I just thought, like – Boy, that was – they were making a lot of those plays in Chicago, and that really made a big difference. It's definitely a good one. Uh, I'm just glad that they didn't trick it off. The ending of that Iowa game was real wild. We're not going to talk about that one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what was going on, but I definitely thought we were going to give it away then, like 
Don't go back to the old ways. Please don't. But hey, all was well. And and we predicted right. We we said that they would make it to uh Saturday and then, you know, it was gonna be a toss up with Purdue. But like we said, it's just too much you can't do too much with the player of the year. And that man is a monster down low. Seven so. four, three oh five. Hey, it, it happens. It happens. But <laughs> all right, looking on forward, getting into the scout report, we talk about uh, maybe just things for the season. What do we see coming up uh, in the off season? I'll say uh, Bruce making all tournament team. I think that was um, great. I mean, I think them, you know, making him a captain and him going out and performing like he did and and stepping up and you know not just being about talk but taking action. And actually, you know, filling in the the, the role of, of a captain on and off the court, I think was great for for the guys and for him to get his confidence back after, you know, slumping a little bit, uh, you know, earlier in the season. But uh, that, you know, Roddy going crazy. Uh, oh, man. What, what, what would be, I would say, one of your things that, that we look forward to uh, in the future or in the offseason or just from the end of this season to happen? I think we got to go old school, man. We got to we got to attack. We got to attack what we got right now, man. With 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 how high we ended this season, we got to be we got to get in the gym and just attack each other. You know, go oh go, God, yeah. Brandon Miller, uh, <laughs> Jeff Bowes, <laughs> Dave Dickerson. Just be yeah, male. man. Just roll the ball out and just play ones and just play basketball and, and play five on five and just get after each other, man. The whole the whole off season. I think that's that's the biggest thing is. We saw a level of competitiveness that we did not see since, you know, the North Carolina game. Um, I even say the Northwest, the first time we played Northwestern game, that competitiveness that we had um, going in, in, into the Big Ten, even going into the Big Ten tournament, like that that's the team that we want to be. That's the team we want to be. We want to be able to play that hard all the time and be able to go into our bench the way we went to into our bench. And I just thought we played great. So this this offseason, we just got to attack what we what we already got. And then, you know, the new guys coming in, um, you know, shout out to Devin Royal, Mr. Basketball of Ohio, man. That's that's big time. Yeah. But um, do you guys have a handshake? No, we don't. No, we like the Heisman. Nah, house. We d- <laughs> yeah. Like if you guys should have something like that. Right? Nah, we, we don't. We should. We should. We need to talk to whoever runs Mr. Basketball. But, <laughs> you know, I'm we, sorry. I had LeBron and OJ Mayo around. Yeah, that, there was no chance. Pick it up. There Dave. was no chance. Dave. Sorry. But I mean, we got we got guys that's coming in that, you know, can ultimately make a difference. And, and with this freshman group, knowing how grueling a, a, a Big Ten season is, they can groom these these incoming freshmen of what what to prepare for, and if we have another you know non conference schedule that we did like this past year, um, I just think it's just going to help us out even more. I want to see if they can bottle some of what they were able to show defensively the last couple of games because it just felt like they played at a higher level. They were a little bit better connected. They just they had some more bite on that end of the court and. I think we've seen that this offense at times, you know, you're going to have a rough game or this season it got rough for a good while. But historically, Chris Holtman's offenses are top 25, top 20. They're, they will score enough to win most nights in the Big Ten. It's just they've been so porous defensively these last couple of years, and I felt like mm. they played better as a unit defensively. Izzo, throughout the 
thought that, well, they didn't have Bryce in this game. That might have had something to do with why they played the way they did Jeez, defensively. And Tom. I mean, <laughs> he said, he didn't, is he, went, he wrong though? No, he's not. He went back and he said, you know, don't, don't misconstrue this. He's a hell of a player, but he did say like, real? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, that's real. A, probably a thing here. And you know, My if I, obviously Bryce has a decision to make, but like if this team can play defense, the way it played in Chicago, like that, that significantly changes things. And I want to see where that, where that improvement comes in the offseason because that's been the thing that's held this team back for a couple years. I mean, when you got a shot blocker like Felix back there changing everything, it's kind of easy to be like, hey, man, drive by me. I got this guy. I got this guy. Let me, me, like, literally, Coach Mata told us to do that with Greg. Like, be aggressive. Go for steals. Use him. This is what he's for. So, (laughs) that definitely changes what you can do, how aggressive you can be on the defensive end. Yeah, quick. As a defender that, like, loves to go for steals – Oh my goodness, that's amazing! It's just a great feeling, you know, like knowing I can gamble and I'm not gonna give like give up an easy bucket. But as long as I gamble and get back and like help rebound, Felix is gonna touch it. So yeah. um, rest in great. peace to Adrian Payne, uh, but, man. That's what you used to do in A. Boy, AP, definitely, man. Yo, hey Adrian, uh, stop blocking out of bounds. Just grab it, bro. Next time down, <laughs> one hand grab out of the out of the midair. Like what? What is this? This, this makes no sense. Um, for me, you know, I think. I want to see how they build off of what what happened because yeah. uh, they could go they could go one or two ways you know they could they could be like okay we can do it we're satisfied we're complacent let's just be ready for next year or we can like all right what went well this year what what went poorly and how do we address those things that went poorly so I think obviously the the off season is the time to address those things and not just act like the whole last season didn't happen and oh we did great these last three weeks so we kind of know what we're doing I think they need to go back and consider and look at what did we what was not working for us mm-hmm. um and let's address those things and let's talk about those things with the younger guys and try to make it so those things don't happen again and i think they can do it you know i think bruce stepped up huge um the last half of the year uh, which isn't easy um for any freshman but let alone a freshman on a team that's struggling um you know i think roddy's hungry obviously felix is getting into it so um i think we can the sky's the limit, but they need to approach the, the offseason appropriately or we're going to end up next year saying, man, we have a lot of good pieces and we're going to have the same conversations again of, ah, why didn't we right. put this together? So, Yeah, I mean, for, for me, I would say what Felix said, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we, we need some dogs. Mm. Like yeah. get, getting into the summertime, now this is really where you become dogs. And I, for me, I think it's, it's kind of on him to kind of set that tone for the new guys coming in and making sure – you know, they know, you know, what type of dog they need to be because, you know, they just went through the gauntlet of seeing the bottom and then seeing a little bit of success at the end of the year. So, like you said, they use that to propel you forward. But this is where all the real work happens, you know, in the offseason. I think that's when we played our best, we got our best. And then in the games for us, it was, you know, kind of easy because of the offseasons and, you know, what we went through and pushing each other to become better. Uh, I think that's literally going to be the biggest thing and then also, um, without uh, Bryce, we played well. Like, literally played well. The ball was moving more. Like you said, the defensive end was even better. So it gave me a little bit of hope that if he leaves, we can still, you know, have things that, that can go our way on the offensive end and not too much fall off, you know, and incorporating the new pieces. So 
Um, we look forward to see what's going to happen, man. It's, it's a lot of a lot of different changing parts coming up for us. So the Buckeyes. Speaking of Bryce potentially leaving, you know who who do we think stays? Who's going? Mm. What does our roster look like next year? What do y'all think? I personally think Bryce is gone. That's, I, that's, I'm with that's you. My, that's my I'm opinion. with you on that one, Kraft. Um, hey, outside of Bryce. He's <laughs> yeah, he's he's gone. He has to. I'm sorry, um, he has to go. Uh, I mean, Eugene, does he does he have a spot? Does he feel like he can still contribute and fit in? He obviously played out of position all stinking season. Yeah. When he, by the time he got healthy, because when he got came back, Zed got hurt. Um, he gives us he gives energy. He gives some athleticism and length. Defensively, I think he he would be well if he wasn't guarding the other team's center or a guy that's over a foot taller than him. Um, I think James James' decision is kind of based off of Bryce' decision. If Bryce comes back, then I, I don't I really don't see a um, a position for for James. Um, just because of what we got coming in and what we what we still got. Um, so I, I really don't see James basically based off Bryce. And funny story about Bryce was if during vet week, um, I came to Coach Holman. I said, Coach, you got another one and done. He's like, ah, oh, don't say that, Sally. Don't say that. And I, <laughs> I saw it. I saw it in the summertime, man. Just his ability to to score the basketball, you know, at the next level, you have to score the basketball to be a, a draft pick, essentially. So, um, in the defense end, they're going to work on that. But in the NBA, like, who are you? Yeah. Who are you really stopping? Those guys are elite for a reason. Um, it doesn't matter if you're in their, in their jaw; they still make shots. So. I mean, he has a lot of room to grow, but I, I can see Bryce. Bryce is definitely gone. Bryce is definitely gone. <laughs> I think Gene's going to be interesting because uh, he's actually graduating. So oh, I feel oh, really? like wow. you see a lot of times, you know, got, and he has he has two years, and he's had the dude is the poor guy's dealt with a ton of injuries. Hurt, yeah. You know, it's been like thing after thing with him, and to his credit, he always bounces back and he always fights his way back in and he ends up making some sort of contribution during the season. Um, but I always wonder with a guy like that, like if you've been through the gauntlet with injuries and you're graduating, like, and it's not like he's part of like a big class that like it's everybody that's his age on the team. Like he's kind of on his, it's like him and Zed. Um, but like, I don't know, I could see that making sense where if he just says, all right, I've got my degree, I'm ready to go start a new chapter somewhere. Maybe that, maybe that's an mm. outcome. The guys that I wonder about are the, the guys at the end of the bench who did not play. You know, when you're losing nine straight and you're not seeing any playing time, like, you know, Tanner went from having a role to not having a role. Bowen never had a role on this team. Kalen Nessler never had a role on this team. Like, by all accounts, good locker room guys and guys who aren't doing you anything off the court that are going to hurt your, pro, your program. And guys that are Ohio guys, that it, it matters to them that Ohio State does well, but they didn't contribute to this team. So, you know, what does that look like going forward? I, only those guys can answer it, but those are, I think that's the obvious questions when you look at, at the roster right now. Is, this is wild, and I don't, I, I'm not sure I even believe in it. Is there any possibility Zed leaves? Felix has played well. We kind of, everyone's seen him in a starting no. role. Um, anyway. I'm going to say, ah. all right, that's cool. Yeah, that would be, that, I mean, that's not a bad question but i i don't i, think he's I just don't see locked it. in yeah i just i don't i don't, I don't think he i don't think he wants to leave <laughs> even 
have that inkling of, of leaving. I just had to throw it out I mean, there. Nothing, nothing I mean, nothing wrong with that. Definitely nothing wrong with that. But if he do leave, that but, would be interesting. Yeah, it's we'll, we'll see how that goes. But all right, man, get into our word on campus. Uh, they they finished great, so I'm, I'm guessing it's a lot of good talk around campus right now. I think they they left everyone with a little bit of hope, you know, for a brighter future. Yeah. But what what I've seen is about Mister Coach uh, Holtman. What, what is what, what is all of this Notre Dame talk that I, I've heard? Of? Someone please enlighten me because this kind of came out of nowhere. I, I would would you guys take? No, a different position over Ohio State. Not saying that Coach Holman is going one way or the other, but if you're in I'll, his, I'll tell his, you that he's his spot. What are you guys thinking? I'll I'll tell you that he's not going. I mean, I, I that's just that's just that's. I love having Adam on the show, baby. <laughs> you got at least. I try to bring something. To... <laughs> um, you know, there, there's a couple of things at play there. I mean, first of all, he flat out told me and it's in story I wrote today. I'm not going to Notre Dame committed to, I stand by what I've said publicly. I'm committed to Ohio state. Mm-hmm. Like there's a whole kind of process at play here. And obviously this year didn't go to, you know, where Ohio state wanted it to go. But when they signed him to a contract extension last year, it was we're building and we're going to take some lunch, but we're building through these younger guys. We're going to have this young core of players. that's going to develop and that's going to get us to sustain success. There's going to be some bumps along the way. Nobody thought it would be this pronounced, but that happened. Mm-hmm. They're one year into that plan mm-hmm. right now. So do you just, does either side after one year say, actually, you know what? Never mind. And yeah. the answer is no, nobody, especially not the way they played down the stretch, yeah. especially with the talent coming in. You don't just say, all right, never mind. That, that was a horrible idea. From a financial standpoint, um, Ohio, if Ohio State were to move on from Chris Holtman, they would have to pay him like $18 million right, right now, which obviously ain't going <sighs> to happen either. And if he wanted to leave, there's like a two point the bio right now is two point five million. Notre Dame got that. Thank you. So, well, if you're talking about Notre Dame, for specifically <laughs> Notre Dame around. here, all right, they're they're paying Mike. They were paying Mike Bray like two two and a half ish, which is a full million plus less than what Holtman's making. And that's right. why they've been mediocre. So is Notre Dame is Notre Dame, and again we're just in this specific case. But like, are you going to pay at Notre Dame? Are you going to pay the buyout for a coach? that is equal to what you're paying your current coach yeah. and then pay that coach what he's currently making plus more because Chris Holman ain't going to leave and take mm-hmm. a million dollar mm-hmm. pay cut. No, nobody's yeah. going to do that. Hey, some people like so, peace of mind these days. <laughs> I mean, he has no ties to Notre Dame either, you know, like it's not like he, it's his alma mater and he was there for years and right. And like we that. got another so, top five recruiting class coming in. Like, come and on. There's that. Like, and there's that's that. just ridiculous sure. for sure. And I and I think it gets overlooked. And I, I hear this from fans. They they claim they don't care about this stuff, but like, name me one off the court problem Ohio State has had. Like that stuff does matter. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think, and it and whether it matters to you personally, that matters to Gene Smith. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. mm. these things all paint this picture. Like if Ohio State is in the same spot next year, it might be a different conversation. Yeah. Um, but until we get to that point, and I don't think they'll be in this position next no. year, but until they would get to that kind of point, like this whole thing is just, it's not even a conversation. And that puts me in a weird spot as a journalist where I, I'm like writing about a non-story and by that, like kind of making it a story. Like it's a weird no, for sure. like, balance to try to strike because <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to call attention to something that's not there. 
Nah, that's those fans, man. Those those that's Buckeye crazy. faithful. They want heads when it's bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I don't know why all the time. I mean, and you got to win. That's, you got to win. Quite, like that. That's what that I'm matters. saying. This is his first time losing. Yeah. You can't just, you know, jump off the ship right away because of that. You know, all right. Yeah. We still love Buckeye football, but who we lost to the last two seasons? Yeah, and they call it for his job too, Kyle. Well, there's that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that's what I'm saying. Like, who right. who else do you want? I mean, I, I, I'm with you, Lighty. Exactly. I'm with Dang. you. The, around this, and around this time, it's 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 no point. It's really no point. Like, do you do you really leave this group of guys to go to Notre Dame? Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to recruit at Notre Dame for basketball anyway. So, I mean, it's no point in him leaving. No, at all. Uh, Really appreciate that breakdown, Adam. I could see that there's a little passion in your voice there. Well, <laughs> I have had to, I have had to discuss this on so many platforms in so many different ways, and trying to break it down to so many different people, and just like, you know. And then I, you know, I wake up Tuesday morning, and there's a, a national college basketball columnist for the New York Post who's who tweets that there's reports that Notre Dame is zeroing in on Chris Holtman, and I'm like. It's not happening. But then I got to like chase that and I got to write that because someone else has put that out there and it's just like, stop. this is the off season stuff. Stop it. Tell them, leave it, leave it be. (laughs) A brighter, brighter word on campus. Women's team got a three seed in the NCAA tournament. So they're going to host Saturday here in Columbus at one 30, have a solid chance. I mean, I think North Carolina's would be the, the favorite to for them to play in the second round, Ooh. which I think North Carolina got underseeded a David little bit. Kelly. But yeah, you know, she's chance tough. to make back to backs back to back sweet sixteens. They're gonna play both games. Hopefully, you know, they play two at least. They play here in Columbus. So go um, some they got they're getting back healthy uh with with everyone coming back. So hopefully, you know, Buckeye Nation shows out and uh they can carry carry the March Madness torch for us this year. Uh, they can definitely make a run, at least a lead eight for sure. So we we'll see how that goes. But we, we got All a good right, man. We're gonna talk about the tournament, even though we're not in it. We got to give something something to finish it off. So what, what we're gonna predict for the NCAA tournament? Who we got winning the 2023 national championship? I'll go ahead, Sully. Start it off. See if we can get one last thing right, uh, even though it's not our Buckeyes. So who who you got? I can't tell you who's gonna win it, but I got Marquette, Purdue, UCLA, Kansas in the final four. Final four. Who's your final then? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm with you though, because this year is crazy. This year I, is definitely I, I really I really don't know. I really like Mar the Marquette team, I really like just because like Shaka Smart is doing one hell of a job. And they got an Ohio product and Sean Jones on, on the team. So I'm always recruit re- re- uh re- I'm always rooting. Rooting. Thank you, you for the for the Columbus kids. But I do have an upset. I got I got Kent State over over IU. I wanted to know. Yeah. I, I wanted shout, to know. I was gonna ask you about that. Right. Shout out to my nephew. Shout out to my this nephew. Guy. I, got, I got him beating IU. I sincere carry Malik Jacobs, two of the best defensive guards in the country, man. And then, you know, my nephew coming off the bench in big shots. I think I think we got a, a fair shot against IU this year. 
I love it. Sully, who you got in your final four? Did it make sense? No, it All makes right, no sense. Tell me, tell me who's, who's in, in each bracket. <laughs> Purdue and Marquette are in the same bracket. Kansas and UCLA are in the Damn, same bracket. I, never mind. Did then give me – Oh, that was it. Houston and Texas, Alabama and Arizona are the other. I, give, I don't know. I, I mean, like Alabama. I, I, I do like Alabama. It's just – how how much more can they take off the court? Like, you know, there's there's so much stuff going off the court. And, you know, they're going to surround this team with those questions. After a while, man, it kind of creeps yeah. into the locker room. And you, you just get tired of it. It kind of takes a toll on you. But Alabama, they, they got a chance. But ah, now you messed it, you messed it up. I, I got Kansas over UCLA. They go into the Final Four. And then I think Edie's just a little too much for Marquette. As long as the guard plays right, they'll go to the mm-hmm. final four. Yeah. So I, and then the other, I don't like Houston. Houston doesn't score the ball enough for me because you know in the NCAA tournament you have to score. They don't score enough yeah. for me. So whoever whoever's number two in that bracket, they go. Texas is two. I like there. Texas been playing. Great. Kansas, Kent State's up there. Uh, we already got that prediction. Just I just want I, we just need one upset, and then after that, yeah, after yeah, one, yeah. God. Oh, you are pushing it out, crap. Yeah, relax. just I'm just <laughs> hey, just let them know. Adam, are, are you going to games? How does that work? Are you going to be? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, since it's in Columbus, since it's in Columbus, I'll be there. Uh, actually, all day Thursday for interviews, all day Friday for games, all day Sunday for games. I'm nothing better. There's literally nothing I better I than home. well, I'll bet covering the tur- or playing in the tournament is better than covering the tournament. But there's nothing better as a writer than covering the NCAA tournament. It's the greatest time of year. It's the best thing you can be around. You're everybody. You can't write enough. Everything you write, people are reading. Everybody's watching. If the game that you're watching in person stinks, you just go put it on the TV somewhere or catch whatever game is good. Like it's the best. It is the absolute best. This is, I mean, I'm thank God it's in Columbus because you got winning it. I get to, I, I have no idea. Can you make a prediction? I have, we don't want to get you in trouble. Can you make a prediction? <laughs> I um I like I'll I'll give you a couple teams I like. Like I wish that um I like San Diego State. I, I don't know that I like them in a 5-12 game right off the bat, so that's not a it's not great. I like oh, Texas AM. I think they're really underseeded as a seven. Um but I don't and I could see there being a path where maybe they put together a run. Um I do like Houston, even though they don't score. It maybe as well as like Sully said you would like. Um, you know, I like UCLA, but they got an injury. So mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'm almost kind of leaning more toward like a Marquette. Um, just because I'm also also not to piggyback on Sully, but like Columbus guy. You know, the the negativity around Alabama, like I think at some point that catches up. And I, they're they're the best team. They're the number one seed. They like they're clearly talented enough, but I think all the other stuff Plus, I, I was I saw this today. That it's been. Do you know the last team that won the NCAA tournament that was the overall number one seed? Kentucky, North oh. Carolina. Oh, oh, five. No, Illinois was the number one seed that year. I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. The uh, it's actually no longer recognized. Who got banned? It's not. It's not the team up north. Who else? Was, uh, no, Louisville, Kansas. Can't, yeah, oh, Louisville, Louisville. 2013, 2013 Louisville. Wow. Did not, they're the, that's the last time that the overall number one ago. seed won the whole thing. Uh, Kentucky years. did it the year before. I think you're right. With Anthony Davis. 
Yeah, I didn't play him. Yeah, I made me mad, but it's okay. Yeah, my thanks. Bad. Damn, my All bad. Right. You're right, Dave. You're no, right, but Dave the ref. Right. Look, look, right. Let's go. Let's go to that game. The ref after at the end the next day came up to Kraft, and I remember Kraft coming up to me and telling me this. Came up to Kraft and said that was not a violation when Kraft missed the free throw on purpose and got his own rebound. Do you remember that? They called it. You know. The, I, I remember they all of this. A viola- I remember all of it. It was not a violation. We still had a chance. If they called it. I had a bad turnover. I had a bad turnover at the end of the first half. We were up 13. Go up I 11, went to sleep. I'm in Italy. I went to sleep. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. My bad. That's us. Let's go back to this year. Oh, all right, Kraft, your That's your fault, Lighty. You went to sleep. You never go to sleep. What you mean? This is true. It was over with. It was time. Like. I'd- I didn't sleep that night afterward. Nah, we did not sleep that night. Uh, Who you got man. winning it, Kraft? No, you know, I I don't know if I can pick a winner, but, you know, I think Kansas's bracket, Kansas, UCLA, Gonzaga, I think you can never count Gonzaga out down there. Um, with UCLA being hurt, I can see that coming down to Kansas and Gonzaga. Um, that'd be a really fun game to watch in the Elite Eight. Yeah. Um, Houston has an injury too, right? So. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, you know, that I think that that affects them pretty significantly uh so texas down there i think obviously destroyed kansas recently so and then texas a&m i i you know the big 10 historically doesn't do why, great why in the tournament which, which kind of which kind of sucks um you know i think purdue finds its way to you know the elite eight just it's just so hard to guard oh my and um, they play so well around him. Yeah. They have guys that are they fitting perfectly. So I think I think they can they can do it. The other matchups, you know, I think they're toss up. We already mentioned IU. Um, I mean, Penn State plays Texas A and M. So um, I was into who do they play? Um, so I I feel like we can win some games. I don't know how many we get in the like. I, it would be great if we could kind of show that we were good with all the teams that we have in, and we could finally make a run. But I don't know if this is the year. So, yeah, I think Alabama, as you guys talked, Arizona has been playing well recently um, over there. So, Maryland plays West Virginia. Who knows? So, Baylor's in there. I think Baylor can make a run. They have some experience and pretty really good guard play. Like you said, Sully, you need good guards in in the tournament because that's just what it comes down to. Uh, So This year, it's a toss-up. It's literally no clear-cut person or team, I should say, who's – you know, got the lead. So that's the beauty about the tournament, man. Adam, you enjoyed that one. I'll be definitely tuned in and watching all the games, man. And, uh, I mean, this is us signing off. We appreciate y'all sticking with us, you know, clap it up for our Buckeyes on the way they finished the season. We're, we're definitely happy and excited about that. Go support our Lady Buckeyes and make sure, of course, you add us, ask us questions. And uh, get ready for uh, another season of this. And, uh, and we'll make sure we come back, you know, better uh, and have the podcast jumping. Make sure y'all get us in the top 100, too. Stop playing. <laughs> like and subscribe. Really and like and subscribe. <laughs> Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.